छात्र अमिस्त्रोबीन हजार Okay, I'm drawing a line in the fucking sand here. Do not read the Latin. Hello, welcome to Don't Read the Latin. I'm Jennifer Lovely. I'm Rice Hall. So, Rice, what have you seen in the last two weeks? Oh, the last two weeks I've watched a few documentaries. I watched a documentary called The Lost Arcade, which was kind of fascinating. Um, It's about this little video arcade in Chinatown in New York. That after all the big arcades in Times Square closed, everybody started going to this one arcade. Because it was a little tiny hole-in-the-wall place. But they had all the newest games. Oh, cool! And it's a lot about the people who work at the who worked there. Like it was owned by this little old Pakistani man, and there was this homeless kid that the Pakistani man ended up hiring and became like a father figure to this kid. And the kid's Aww. like, "I love that guy," and it was it's really good. Um, not my all time favorite documentary. Yeah. Not like a five star, but it was good. It was good. Um, I also watched a documentary called Boogaloo Shrimp about the dancer Boogaloo Shrimp who does an amazing number in um, Breakin'. Oh, God. I haven't seen that in so many years. Yeah. Anyway, he does the (laughs) dance number with the broom where he does all the weird magic tricks. Oh, yeah. And uh, he also taught Michael Jackson how to moon dance, how to moonwalk, because Michael Jackson saw him on the news doing these moves and kind of yeah. brought him in as a personal dance coach. And uh, it's a really interesting documentary for like the first 30 minutes. And then somehow I just completely couldn't focus on it anymore. I think it was more you or the documentary? I think it's the do- way the documentary is edited. Okay. Like the first part of the documentary, they're intercutting the interviews with a lot of news footage and stuff like this and then the last part of the documentary is just boogaloo shrimp talking about his life yeah and it's kind of a talking head one camera shot thing that goes on and i just get really sad when i'm watching a documentary and i'm like i'm so in it's a doc and it's an interest and yeah you're like oh that could have been better like somebody else should have cut that Uh, what else have i watched recently I watched that movie at your house. Watched Anna and the Apocalypse. Anna and the Apocalypse, which, which I thought was much better than I expected. I, I really liked it. I was really worried because the last couple of um, like horror musicals that I've seen, I've been like, everybody's been raving, and then I watch it, and I'm like, aww. Yeah. And then this was just... This actually had good music fantastic. in it. Fantastic. Oh, the, all the music was like on point. Where yeah. It, like, fit the story, the music was It was good. good, it was heartfelt, there were some really super bloody kills in it that were... It's just fantastic. Yeah, I, I just really liked it. Um, I went to the theater and saw Shazam, which was an awful lot of fun. We actually saw it twice, because we saw it opening weekend, and then we took Tekla after. Right. Um, and it was just delightful, and uh, I'm trying to remember the actor's name. Yeah, I don't know who that guy is. Is that guy? Galifianakis. No. It's like Galifianakis. That's just <laughs> him. I will see that. But 
<laughs> this is a Shazam between two ferns. <laughs> it was it was charming, and I can't remember the freaking guy's name, but he was delightful as a, a, a kid man. in a giant body. body. Yeah, yeah, and he just he he just played it wonderfully. And all of, there's all these kid actors because they're um they're in a, a group home, and everybody just does a fantastic job. Um, I you weren't feeling well. The last episode, no, so we, we brought so in a, you were sick, and we brought in a stunt gym for a, a quickly thrown together episode. But um, did you ever end up going to see Pet Cemetery? No. Okay. Monty's not into seeing horror movies that much, and we both had the flu for two weeks. And yeah, and I can't couldn't drive the car by myself because <laughs> we got that new car. You got a new car that's a stick, which you are, which I am desperately learning to drive. Yeah, and you're making it. You drove here. Yeah, I drove here. I drove. <laughs> I've driven it. I'm not good at driving it yet, yeah. in that I'm still a little uncomfortable driving yeah. it. But Seattle's I have a, all the Seattle is a hard city to drive a stick in. Yeah. I got all so. the I got all the action down. I just gotta get the muscle memory. Are um, scooters kind of like motorcycles where you have to shift with them too? No, no, they're just they're just little automatic things. That's wonderful. They See, are. I was thinking, I was thinking if they because I didn't know because I've never uh-uh. I've ridden on motorcycles, but I've never ridden on a scooter. Yeah, I couldn't ride a motorcycle, but I have, to, I yeah, have a motorcycle license to ride the scooter, but I could not ride a motorcycle because yeah. I don't know how to shift those things. Yeah, so that was, um, I had hoped that would give you a leg up, but that was not the case. No. Anyway, um, Tekla, we watched uh, Thor Ragnarok with Tekla because we're kind I bet of, she loved that. She did. <laughs> I want to do some cosplay from that movie. That is a, oh, I think I know which cosplay you're Yeah, I love that awesome lady. <laughs> Uh, and the only other thing that we've seen that isn't something for the theme of this episode was Jim and I have uh, watched, we're in the middle of the third season, we're watching The Expanse. Um, oh, yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, it's really, People really, really like it. it. It took a little bit for me to get into it. We actually watched, I think, two, two and a half episodes of it um, probably close to a year ago, and it was just not grabbing me. Your dog is so fucking adorable. Just <laughs> I just got up. my phone out because I was trying to get to my to letterbox. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> yeah. She's um, a little white muppet. She is. She looks like a little toy dog. And, uh, I really enjoy it. Um, I'm kind of spoiled because I work for Amazon, which just, um, took over the rights to do it because it got canceled. Uh, and then Amazon took it over. Uh, and the fourth season is coming out rather shortly. Um, but Amazon does these little things for the employees called fishbowls where they interview authors, mm-hmm. um, politicians. And recently they had one um, that had uh, all of the creative staff and most of the acting staff of, of the entire series. And in this huge long line where they're doing like a panel with them for almost close to an hour. And it was really, really entertaining. And they have such good Oh, yeah. They, they're always really interesting. We get the same kind of thing where I work at Filson's. Mm-hmm. They'll have like lunch hour, come learn. But it's always things I don't need to learn. <laughs> I'm um, so, looking to see what else I've watched recently. Mm-hmm. And so um, the only other thing that I'm kind of working on is uh, Crypticon is coming up locally, and yep. I'm going to be paneling again this year. i um, been doing that for almost the last five years, and I only missed um, last year uh, as I went to Disneyland 
uh, and which I got engaged, and it was a pretty good trade-off for missing Crypticon. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I think that covers all my stuff. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'll be doing uh, an international horror panel. I will be doing um, a panel on uh, streaming media and horror, and then I'll be doing another on um, basically... Gosh, I always kind of forget the gist of this one, but is um, on on horror as a medium to be inclusive, right? And um, and kind of like the political sense of horror. I know there's a different um, little te- text that they give uh, to describe oh, it. There's another movie I watched recently. Well, what is the other movie that you watched recently? Bathtubs Over Broadway. What is that? Well, it's kind of a documentary about this guy, but it's also about <laughs> this genre. So this guy worked for David Letterman, and his job was to pick up records for David Letterman to make fun of. And he found (laughs) this record, I think it was called The Toilets Are Coming, The Toilets Are Coming, and he discovered that it was the soundtrack to a musical. Now these were huge Broadway-style musicals, but they were performed like when you have your sellers conventions. So, like, all of the Maytag seller dealers in the country <laughs> would go, and they would do this big Broadway show to introduce the new products or to amp the sales guys up and get them interested in selling stuff. <laughs> and there were hundreds of them. And there were people who are actors, like Cheetah Rivera used to be in them regularly, and they huh. interview her. Because if you could get that job, you didn't have to perform the show very. You'd have to learn the show and perform it maybe a couple times. Yeah. And then you're out, but it paid really well. Well, So a lot of struggling actors and actresses would do it, and some of the songs in it are amazing. (laughs) And this guy just falls into this by accident, because he listens to one of these records, and he's like, this is crazy. And he started collecting them, because no one else did. And then he's, by the end of the documentary... He is actually writing the writing a theme song with the guy that is his favorite writer of the industrial musical of musicals. Oh my god! And so he makes all these friends along the way as he's learning this. Joe Biafra is in it, and he is a delight. <laughs> um, so yeah, bathtubs over Broadway is very fun, and I had forgotten I'd watched it. So I guess I've been in kind of a documentary place lately. I I go in phases. Where I'll watch just a ton of them, or ones that I've been sitting on for a little while. Um, so I'm going to apologize. I've been a little bit hoarse today, so it's it's where it is right now. But it will very likely degrade over the course. Um, oh, finally of the made podcast. myself watch John Wick. Uh, super fun. Liked it a lot. Yeah. Really enjoyed the um, the fact that all the fight scenes weren't blurry. You could tell exactly what he was doing to these poor poor yes, suckers. Poor people. Yeah. My, I, I do in. still love the moment of like where he realizes like whose dog he killed and he's just like you did you did what you did to who uh-huh. yeah <laughs> and, I, and love, I, I love I love like the underground um, the hotel I love that nobody wants to talk much about John Wick but everybody knows who he is yes. and that you do not mess with him except for apparently the Theon Greyjoy <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, Alfie. <laughs> He's as cute as a little button. He is. 
So uh, our theme um, for this episode is folk horror. And I think we kind of skirted around folk horror a little bit when we were doing... We have the talked a little about folk yeah. horror. But I think even as we were doing that, as, as a movie started to drift into the folk horror genre, we were kind of like, oh, wait, let's, you know, well, let's save these up a little bit, because there's some of them that don't quite fit in fairy tale. Right, and there's some that, there's some fairy tale movies that fit into folk horror. horror. Yeah, they just Because do. a lot of it is the same, it's a similar theme. So I know that you were talking about um, kind of what makes folk horror. Folk horror, to me, are films that are about, like, I would consider The Witch a folk horror mm-hmm. film. They're Very films so. about the power of the land mm-hmm. or the power of the old ways as expressed usually to some fool that has stumbled into town and has no idea. Yeah. Um, the main, the probably my favorite and the most, I guess, important, the flagship folk horror film is The Wicker Man. Yeah. Which I absolutely love. I'm still um, really, really thankful. Um, Cinerama hasn't had this in a couple of years, but a few years ago they had a, you know, just a, a festival of sorts for Halloween, where they had the the beautiful prints of like oh, a lot of the major. Nice. And so um, I got to see, I believe, like the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, I saw the director's cut of of the wicker man where just that little addition of there's a little couple scenes in the mm-hmm. very beginning as it's starting that gives you a little bit of an idea of of his character and how pious he is yeah and i think that helps with the the slip and slide down into right the, and the there's also rights. in the longer cup there's the scene where peter o'toole is standing outside of that girl's window and they're saying peter O'Toole? The, no, not Pete. No, no, no. Christopher, Christopher Lee. Lee. Why am I thinking of Peter O'Toole? Christopher well, who Lee. Who wouldn't just randomly think of Peter O'Toole? Christopher Lee is standing out in the woods, out in the darkness with a little boy, mm-hmm. waiting for him to go up and lose his virginity to the girl who's dancing upstairs. Yes. And then it cuts to some pictures of snails having sex, which yes. is very strange. <laughs> there is a lot of snail sex. Or more so than you would originally But, imagined. yeah, that scene's not in the other cut, and I felt huh. like that scene... I know the snail sex one is in the original, because I remember seeing it, like, years and years ago, and it wasn't... Hmm. But I know that the, a the lot of the scenes... The scene with the little boy I don't think it isn't, yeah. I discovered, you know, I, there's a lot of folk horror that I've seen just because as a, a style of movie, I really appreciate, because I right. like... I like eerie, I like slow burn, mm-hmm. I like creepy... Um, and a lot of these movies hit all of those notes and that just really works for me in the horror that I like. So it's, you know, I don't think that up till now that I've sought out folk horror as something. It's just whenever I've seen these movies. It's kind of one of those genres that is defined as, oh, I know it when I see it. Exactly. Because some of them, like, I think most horror films, most folk horror films tend to be English a lot of them do. A lot of them do. Though I am starting to really appreciate there's a new um, kind of subsection of, like, American folklore. Right, like, I think Jug Face, I think, really of this in folklore. That yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, one of the things, what was it that 
because one of the things that inspired this was a book that came out last year, and I'm just going to really quickly... I didn't bring your copy back tonight. I'm <laughs> it's sorry. It's okay. I have it on... Uh, I, I had it on Kindle, and I liked it so very, very much that I ended up getting... A lot of the times with film books that I get, um, you know, I'll get them because a lot of times they're big. Right. Sometimes they're really hard to... Um, yeah. ...to mess with. Um but I ended up uh, immediately upon reading any of it, uh, got the physical copy. Because sometimes with those film books, it's just so fun to have them on the shelf yeah. and then be able to leaf through them. And it's uh, the title of it is We Don't Go Back. And it's a, um, a watcher's guide to folk horror. It's by Howard David Ingram. And it is just fantastically and really lovingly done. And one of the things yeah. that he really points out is he's like, I am not a scholar. There are scholarly books on folk horror. This is pretty much done a, a book, and and even yeah. even with it's, him it's saying like a collection of essays, it's and it's really, it's very lovingly done. Is I yeah. think what I really really appreciate. It's someone about who it. has a love for the genre. Yeah, not necessarily, and you know I have a lot of scholarly books on film, and sometimes you just want something that's fun to read. And it's full of love. Yeah, and what you I know, really liked is um he he called it the unholy trinity. Which I think would be, and then with the addition of one, and one of them right. was and the, the Wicker Man. Time, it's going to be the Wicker Man, it's going to be Blood on Satan's Claw, and the Witchfinder General. General. I have, as much as I love Vincent Price, I've never wanted to watch Witchfinder General, because I've he, always heard it's a very ugly movie, and I, and then, yes, what you were about to say. Yeah, he hated he doing, doing it. it. He hated doing it. He wouldn't even talk about it. Like, I, I know people that were friends with him. And, and they're just, like, Vincent would never talk about that. We never really knew much about it. He just did not like the director, and the director didn't like him. Yeah. Which, and it's it's kind of an ugly movie. There's a lot of random torture in it. And great, too, isn't there? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I have not watched it for a long time. Yeah. So, I'm um, like, yeah, probably. The other movie that's mentioned um, in those, and I'm as huge a fan of The Wicker Man as, as you, and uh, one that is mentioned in that trilogy, kind of like almost on the list, is um, uh, Night of the Demon, which I absolutely love. And I love Night of the Demon. I have kind of a rough time positing it as folk horror. Okay. But I love that movie. Yeah. There's nothing, there's... I love I love the curse and the fact that it's a yeah. rune that's getting passed back and forth, right. which I think, can, in my opinion, kind of passes it into the full horror. Um, and then also there's a couple of those movies where there is, like, a devil or a demon presence. Right. That kind of land that kind of, like... Yeah. Skirt into that, right? Um, the devil rides in. Is the devil rides in or the devil, the devil rides, rides out? out? The devil rides out, which I also really like. That's liked. a fun one. Um, oh, what was I thinking? There's one that I'm actually showing at my horror at my folk horror class tomorrow night. A, oh, is it tomorrow? No, it's tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, poop. I was kind of hoping that this would be a um, one you could an go advertisement. To? No, oh, I was hoping no. it would be an advertisement coming. Yeah, up. I didn't realize. I, I teach these folk horror classes sometime and do one tomorrow, but. It will be gone by the time you hear this. <laughs> I know, it's too late. But the, cla- the film I'm showing is called Night of the Eagle. And it's this. also known as Burn Witch Burn. Okay, I have heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's about a college professor. It's not set in a rural environment. It's in like a little college community. So the only people you see are people who work in and live on, in the college okay. itself, like teachers and stuff. And this guy 
comes home and he finds that his wife is doing is a witch. Basically, she's a witch. We've she, talked about this she's before. She's doing okay. all these weird things. He's like, why is there a string tied around this? I'm You're so superstitious. I'm going to take this right off. And he throws away all of her magic stuff. And then he finds out why she was doing it. And it's really good. And it's only like an hour. It's an hour long. I think it's a Richard... Is that a Richard Matheson script? I don't know. I'm I'm only looking through this because there's another one that this kind of reminds me of that I cannot remember the name of. But it's a really good movie, and it is about how there's a world of magic that not everyone can see and only certain people are privy to. And that is kind of a folk horror thing. It's like the outsiders stumble into a world where they find out that magic is truly terrifying. Um, One of my other favorites is a newer film called Dagon, which is based on a Lovecraft story. I need to see that movie. It's got some really great stuff in it. Um, (laughs) Jim really wants me to see it. You should see it. It's really good. (laughs) Well, he owns it. The one I'm trying to think of is is it had... The the movie that I'm thinking of, and maybe you'll remember it from this awful, vague description I'm about to give. Um, I worked at a video store for years. (laughs) Bring it on. Bring it on, lady. Uh, There is a a movie, and it's... um, late 50s, early 60s, I believe, has a very early cameo by, I believe, Christopher Lee, where he plays a professor. And uh, he's talking to his class, and there's a young woman in the class, and she wants to go to this town that has a hit tri- history. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is... Something in the city, the... Horror Hotel. No, it doesn't sound right. No, it's me. got. it's been released three times with different titles. titles. One of them is Horror, Horror Hotel. Hotel. One so, of them is City of the Dead. City of the Dead, I think, is the name that I know. Whatever. Yes, if you were lucky, you saw City of the Dead. <laughs> so what I really liked about it is um, it's one of those films that opens up with a witch. I think kind of like, what is it, uh, Black Sunday, where it opens up right, with, with witch, her, a woman being burned. burned at the stake. And she's just like, in essence, because it is, you know, an early black and white film. But she is, in essence, fuck all y'all. Uh-huh. You know? And She's like, okay, I'm a witch. Now what? Now what? Yeah. And so they, they immediately she calls burn a curse her. down on the on the yeah. ancestor of the guy who burns her. And so this girl goes off to the city where this witch was burned. Right, because she's then, studying folk legends. Yep. Yeah, and so she goes there and hijinks and Sue, and it was a really fun movie. Um anyway, but just the the description of that movie really kind of brought me in mind to that. Yeah. I couldn't remember the name, but I had recently okay. watched it and it's City of the Living Dead. Or City of the Dead. Dead. Yeah. City of the Dead. I'm I think City, City of the, the Living Dead. Dead is a different one. So um, Luci- maybe a Lucio Fulci film. You know, speaking of those little short um, movies, uh, one of my favorite uh, discoveries is a movie that I had been searching for, um, but I kept only being able to find the longer screenplay that was done in, I think, the late right. 70s. Right. I found Whistle and I'll Come to You. Oh, that's so good. It is so amazing. And it's funny and and spooky with doing so much with so little. Yeah. It was the BBC would do a horror show every or every Christmas. Every Christmas they would do a Tell BBC a ghost story. horror story. Yeah. Which is a tradition that I wish we had over here. Oh, I think we should just make it happen. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> In case your child has doesn't have enough trouble sleeping yeah. on Christmas Eve, we're gonna terrify you. <laughs> Yay <laughs> I'm trying to remember 
who is and uh, in what the uh, movie version uh, it's a bunch of not really well-known actors is it uh no i'm i'm thinking about the the secondary one that was done the, the oh. later movie yeah that's uh uh john somebody hmm. well i know john hurt did a version john hurt that's okay. what i was thinking of and that was actually 2010 is that was that one was done Oh, wow. Um, I haven't seen that one yet. Well, it's a full, you know, and it's a full movie. So yeah. I, I think there's a lot more story there. And honestly, I really like the, the BBC. The very, shorter ones. The yeah. shorter one because it's just, a, and there was, the thing is there was a bunch of those. Um, I, I'm really thankful because I had been searching for that whistle and I'll come to you. And it wasn't coming up in searches that I was finding. Mm-hmm. Um a thing that I have found, it, I think it's a recent addition to Letterboxd, is when you go to the main page for a film, it will show a list of, like, where you can find this, but it'll have a direct link to it. Oh, that's e- nice. Even if it's under, like, a slightly different title or, right. or an omnibus of um, multiple... Right, and I think it's on... Things. I think it's on a collection of M.R. James. Mm-hmm. There was another one that I was really... I really wanted... There's actually two that I actually... Uh, one that I found on eBay... Um, that I think is only on VHS that I really wanted to see. Uh, and I, Ro- Robin Redbreast is one, another one that was oh, on yeah. BBC, but I've never seen it. Is that, I, I suppose they have I like it. It's, it's, Scarecrow. It is based on a play. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, in Scarecrow, it was released, I think, on, as a British Film Institute collection mm-hmm. thing. Um, but it is very, very play-like. There is okay. a lot of talk. Mm-hmm. But it's real. But I like it, and I think it would be really fun to do as a newer horror film. I think you could take the basics of that story. Oh, that would be one that would be good. And make a good horror film out of it <laughs> with a little less talking. So, what are your what are one of your other favorites of of the genre? Hmm. Those are pretty much the ones I like best. I really like. And I'm not. Sh- I really like Skeleton Key, which is also oh a Southern Gothic. God, I love Skeleton Key so much. Yeah, I really like Skeleton Key. Have you seen Eve's Bayou? It's not folklore. I horror, actually kept meaning to say something. It's, and it's really good. Um, I actually watched it a couple of weeks ago, and I think I think it was the week we delayed, and so then I oh, completely yeah. forgot to bring it up later after the fact. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I've only I only saw it for the first time like a month or so ago. Yeah, and, and I, I liked it, and I liked um, Samuel L. Jackson in it because mm-hmm. he was such a good dad and not such a, and good. such a bad dad. Yeah, and, and I loved how open ended everything was, and up until the very it's end, very much a woman's movie. It is. It is. And they never tell you for sure what happened. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. yeah. And it's, but it's fantastic, and, and it, it's... It gives you a lot to think about. Yeah. And it's got a magical element, but it's not a hard magical mm-hmm. element. It's like, maybe this is magic, maybe something else is going on. Yeah. And it, it's a very yeah. different approach to, uh, I don't know if it would be technically considered voodoo, but it's a very different approach to that presentation uh-huh. of spirituality yeah. that you typically see done in most movies. And I think primarily because... The director and the screenwriter were black, and they're approaching it very differently uh-huh. than, say, um, I Walked with a Zombie. Right. Uh, yeah. His approach, which I've also heard hold, held up as, like, American or, you know, 
kind of I'm Western folk horror yeah. of sorts. I very loosely on the outskirts. Very loosely. I, I only but bring it up as the comparison to right. how the approaches to the voodoo in that right. movie versus, versus East Bayou. The, versus East Bayou. Yeah. The, the one that I had um, ordered and it just it just hasn't arrived yet because um, I'm sure it's coming from who knows where is Eyes of Fire is one that I... Oh, I haven't seen that for years. Yeah, so I have a copy coming to me. It just hasn't arrived yet. Um, I remember that as being terrible special effects, but a really good story. <laughs> well, here's keeping our fingers crossed. And, <laughs> and when we get it... Uh, um, ones that I wouldn't have necessarily... There's one of the stories that I would very much say is folk horror, but I think as a director, he deserves just mentioned, period, is Ben Wheatley's film. Oh, yeah. Um, Kill List has such a hint at flavor of, 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 um, weird Wicker Man. Yeah, absolutely. That's not a mistake. Yes. It is very much a, um, it's weird. It is. It is weird. But I mean, because it is a a story of, I don't know, assassins, not the right word. He's a, yeah, he's like a hitman. He's a hitman. He's a hitman. It's very much a hitman versus Wicker Man story. And so it all blends together and it's wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like it. Um, I had to watch it with subtitles because I could not understand the anything. Were really rough, on and them. it was really a noisy day in the house. Yeah. So, um, and I think um, a field in England, which is his other movie, is I have very not much, seen a field in England. I field in really, England. really enjoyed it, but it also kind of comes across almost play like, and it is very much, um, it is very much an art house film, and very yeah. much almost a fable. Yeah, but, but that kind of fields it in that. Um, you know, in in that yeah, um, absolutely. No, there's everything I've heard about it. It definitely qualifies as a folk horror film. Yeah. It turns up in a lot of books I read about folk horror. I just haven't seen Did it. it yet. Yeah, and it's it's a weird watch. And then Sightseers does not. I mean, it almost no. I it, it's thumbs not, down. <laughs> but I'm going to mention because the very Lies. first time I watched Sightseers, <laughs> I hated it. But it didn't like it didn't leave me for weeks. Um, and then I just kept thinking about it, and I rewatched it, and I loved it. So, except, yeah, that it, happens sometimes. Except I, I liken to think of it as um, the world's strangest coming of age movie. <laughs> I don't know. I think of beautiful creatures. I've never seen beautiful creatures. I oh will, my god! It's I know. So lovely. I will fix that. <laughs> um, it's I such love a lovely movie about young girls. Uh, I have just a pile of movies. I have one of the most definitive movies that that created young me in my early teens is um, The Company of Wolves. Oh, yeah. that's And that one's a weird one because I don't think it is folk horror. Mm. But it's so weird and strange and magical. It, it's to definitely... me, it rides that edge between yeah. fairy tale and folk horror. Um, but I am never... See, I very I'm, much... on the other hand, never going to pass up an opportunity to bring up Company of Wolves. Right. I very much see folk horror as a genre about a normal, rational person being caught up in events hmm. that I can see go that. against that through because of like an old magics well, or... That's where we see things like Wakewood. Wakewood, absolutely. You know, very much so. Um, the Hollow, again, where you have people coming into an area that has a power and mm-hmm. the land, and they're not prepared for 
There's one called The Crow. No, it does not have Brandon Lee in it. That is <laughs> about this guy who goes and buys this big field with some forest attached to it. And he wants to build himself a mansion. And he decides that it would be much nicer to have a mansion surrounded by trees. And he goes into the forest and there are people that live there. They're like, I guess, like homeless people. Kind of. They have some buildings out mm-hmm. there. But they're definitely like a lower class of people, and he treats them like garbage. And they keep saying, we have a right to be on this land. We have a right to be on this land. And things spiral out of control, and there's murders and such. And it turns out that the land was ceded to them by the druids like a million years ago, and they're like this last and never family left. of druids. Yeah. 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 And I really like it, except that the guy who plays the villain is so... So a villain. Yeah. There's like not a moment in this movie where you're thinking, maybe he's a good guy. Yeah, nope. Like, no. He's like, saw that down over there. <laughs> I'm like, dude, no. Um, a movie that I wouldn't have immediately put on the list if I hadn't seen it on someone else's, but now that I've, I've heard it defined as such, I'm completely willing to have it in there, is The Black Coat's Daughter. Um, and it to me, it, it it's kind of in that same vein as, like, The Witch. See, I did not see anything supernatural in that film. Oh, I completely... I, I did. Okay. So. <laughs> well, we watched it under different circumstances. Yeah. But I found... I didn't think that it... it, it it's supernatural in, in that submitting to Satan kind of... Well, that's just normal. <laughs> That's just Tuesday. That's just every Monday morning. <laughs> I mean, when you hang out in our group. You wake up, you kiss oh the my devil God. on his butt, <laughs> you get your day started. Oh my God, while Jim and I were recording, like, Black Phillip just randomly, like, jumped and fell over. And we were like, what? <laughs> Had He wanted to let himself be known. What I think is hysterical is I was laughing with Tekla that Tekla is in, my daughter, is in a production of uh, The Wizard of Oz that's going to be doing two performances coming up in May. And I was laughing with her that we are literally going to be that scene. In the Adams Adams family. family, With all the other families. (laughs) (laughs) And then all of these black-clad figures (laughs) staring at the screen. Yep. And she's like, yes. She was, she's all in. That's good. It's well, good. she better be at this point. <laughs> It'll be a couple years before she's embarrassed by us. Let's oh, yeah. take advantage yeah, of it as much time. as we can. Yeah. Uh, meow. Oh, is it, is it Max? Oh, it huh? is Meowing Max, the noisiest cat in the neighborhood. Max. Max. That's what I said. Um, you. Sweetie. Um, yeah, we move this. I think something that is just truly folk horror is the ritual. Gosh, that was just an absolutely oh, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. I was going to show that in my folk horror class. And when I got to the store, I realized it doesn't exist on a physical, physical media yet, yet. So I couldn't show it. Oh. And so I ended up showing Blood on Satan's Claw instead. Which I've never seen. Which is... Because every time I start it, I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it that much, but it's an important film in the genre, and it's like, you know, I really don't like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but but I understand that it's an important film in the genre, so I've watched it a few times. Yeah. I don't have to like it to appreciate its importance. Yeah. And that's how I feel about 
ye old blood on Satan's claw. <laughs> um, kind of going into the uh, satanic and, and, and ritualistic act, we have Pie Wacket. Not folk horror. Oh, I disagree with you. Um, Just because there's a tree in it does not make it folk horror. <laughs> um, what about uh, a dark song? Mm. Mm. No, those guys know what they're doing. <laughs> There's nobody who wanders into a dark song accidentally because they're like, we need to get six that... months worth of meat in, oh, uh, in this place. I don't think that that's... But, man, I love that movie. Uh, Wendigo. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what are the other ones? I had the burrowers and dead birds. Both oh, yes, dead birds, absolutely. Yeah. Which I haven't seen in a really long time. Yeah, I haven't either. Jim and I just recently watched The Burrowers for our, our little creatures, and we're like, those creatures are far too big to be in, in this theme. Oh my gosh, what is wrong with you? Um, he loves you. He's a very loving cat. He's a very loving, very needy, needy, needy cat. One that I'm really excited for that I have not seen, but it's um, releasing on, I think, the 24th is, I believe, German. It's Hagazusa. I have never um, heard of It came out in 2017, and I believe it's like a witchcraft folk horror. I um, think Heredities might be fo is folk horror. I definitely had the list, but after you shot down all my other stuff, I was... I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it is a open to interpretation. I am not the arbiter like, of what... I'm not going to bring up Heredity now. I'm not the so arbiter right of what there, is, was... is folk horror. I'm saying that to me... That's not really a folk horror element, but it, to you it might be, and that is totally fine. Um, a movie that apparently I am just bringing up um, randomly here and there um, is less a, a a story, and it's more a documentary. But it's Wisconsin Death Trip, which I feel mm. almost it almost touches. I that own folk that horror. movie, and I have never been able to make it through without. Oh, just Fallen dead asleep. I watched it multiple times. I have the book. It just creeps me out, and I love it. I, 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 I really like it. Mm -hmm. I like it too. If I find my copy, I'll give it to you. Well, I've already got it. Oh, the book, but I need a copy oh. of the book. Is what I need. I don't think I have of. the book anymore. I need, but it's gotten really expensive because it's it's been out of print, I believe, for a long time. I'll keep an eye out. If I have it, I will give it to you. Why? I don't think I. Thank I don't you. think I do. Um, but that's pretty much. You know, it's like. I mean, here I sit here and say that I wanted to try and keep my list tight, and I had like three bazillion movies on it. Um, but yeah, I just, I love, you Whereas know, I didn't bring a list. I was just hoping you'd have a bazillion movies, and then we could talk about them. And then it's fantastic. And then I shot them all down, because I'm a <laughs> You're like, that isn't, that isn't good. <laughs> no. I'm completely teasing you. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I want to look up, because, uh, James I James liked, James, I liked Pie Wacket. I just didn't. I, I it doesn't it give me horror. that ancient horrors that work with the land. But, but she, yeah, I guess it's not with the land. But she, it's ancient horror because I mean she basically does the ritual and. Well, yeah, but anytime you summon a demon, is I, I don't it's going to happen? Is right, it folk horror. <laughs> I see folk horror as more witchy. So I guess that um, Hegazusa is Hegazusa a, a heathen's curse. And in, in the 15th century, a young goat herd living alone in a mountain hut feels a dark presence in the woods. There we go. All right. 
<laughs> the other one that I really wanted to, like, it's on the list, and I just can't seem to make myself watch it, is November. Because it's going to be I really want to see it, but it's going to be, it's a Czechoslovakian film. Black and white It's a Czechoslovakian. arty film. I know. And... I don't want to see it on Tuesday nights. I'm not like, hey, I'm looking for something to watch. I'm looking for something to watch. I think it's going to be crazy. Yeah, you got to be in the right. <laughs> you got to be in the it. zone. You got to be in the zone for November. Oh, so here is where I am just going to, because I don't have anything else to bring up. But wow. I'm going to Go bring ahead. up the the fact that I they keep having sales on rentals, and I was like, fuck it, I'm not going to buy it, but I'll rent the new Suspiria. I want to watch the new Suspiria, but... I do want you to watch the new Suspiria. You didn't make it through, did you? I made it an hour in. And the thing is, it's it's well acted. And it's lovely. But it's so fucking slow. long. And it's so oh, goddamn know. slow. And, yeah, that's and, my and problem. I, I had been watching it for a full hour. And I stopped it. And I'm like, oh, I can't get back I into can't. this. No, 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 no. I paused it to, like, I don't know, go to the restroom or something like that. And I looked at it, and I'm like, I have another hour and a half left. I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> you know, I was completely, I was completely the guy laying in the path right. that's just like, go yeah. on without me. Except there was no one else here. Right. I have that a lot with Jallo films, and of course, Suspiria is missing like, the gene, man. I just, it's, it's just they're just not. They're I'm just not for, not for me. I try to like them. I understand again their importance. I love that you were like, oh, that is the stained glass in in Sabrina. That is the stained glass window from. Oh Suspiria. my god! Did you see this season? I haven't watched it yet. There are there. Are, <laughs> there is a reference in it that you will get that oh, will yay. just kill you. That oh. it did me. I was like, oh my god. I'm and Monty just excited. cracked up. He's like, just, Rias, <laughs> like, put that joke in for me. I've really enjoyed this season. I'm I'm really excited to watch it. It's just, um, we're in the midst of The Expanse, and I've had my daughter more than I usually do, and that really, she's old right. enough now to, you know, it's, it's, she's old enough now where we both don't want to watch real horror, like, around yeah. her, and then also where she's up late enough now where we never have enough time after she goes to bed to actually put a movie in. Yeah. Um, so it really, like, we really count on those couple of days that she's at her dad's to, to watch a couple movies, and that just keeps not happening. <laughs> so, but no, I am so glad. You know, um, my two big inspirations for doing full core was the fact that you were doing the class on it, um, uh-huh. I knew because you loved the genre, you'd, I knew you'd have a lot to say on it. And then also just finding that book, really. Yeah, know, that it, book, because I wish I had read it. I haven't I read, read it yet. I read I just some pieces sitting. of it. You know, I haven't I am, read it front to cover yet. I'm reading this horror novel where the main character is so misogynistic and it's totally by accident. Is it, it's not. Is it the gay? No, it's not. It's um. I love how you know. It's not Gaywick. Is, is yeah, it, Jillian is, it is the re- gay? <laughs> Jillian is reading Gaywick. It's called the Ceremony, and it's by T. E. D. Klein. And first of all, I know that I've read this in the past mm-hmm. because every time I read a page, I get deja vu. Okay. But I can't remember what happens next. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know I've read this. But this guy in this book, he's like supposed to be the main character and the hero, and you're supposed to like him. 
And he like he's gonna rent a farm uh, a room in a farmhouse from this super religious like Amish style religious couple. And as he's and the woman comes out to greet him, and she is wearing a black dress with a high collar that goes clear to the ground, and you can't see her ankles. And he is immediately thinking, I bet she's not wearing anything under that. And I'm like, dude, you are so gross. She is trying to be modest because of her religion and you're objectifying her. And like, <laughs> yeah, it was making me crazy. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> and, he, so, and I'm like, you know, in the 80s when I first read this, this probably did not bother me in the yeah. least that he's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anyway, it was a pleasure uh, talking folklore with you. And Thank it was you. wonderful doing our podcast yet again. And talk to you in two weeks. Yay. Yay. Don't Read the Latin can be found at don'treadthelatin.com. On Twitter at DRTL Podcast, on Tumblr, or at Facebook.com slash Don't Read the Latin. Please rate us on iTunes and tell your friends and thieves about us. We're dying to meet them. <laughs>